It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. All right, here we go. Quitting time on your Friday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith, Cup of the Alive this afternoon from National Law Rex in Farragut. And we send things back once again to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Marcus Young standing by with today's Top 5 at 5. Marcus. Thank you, Russell. At number one, a couple news with Tennessee baseball. Tony Vitello and the baseball team are under NCAA inquiry for alleged tampering with star transfer Mal Yahuda. Along with this, Tony Vitello has been suspended for the Vols series against Dayton. A statement made by Tennessee is the university and coach Vitello are working collaboratively with the NCAA to address a violation of the program. Coach Vitello will be suspended for this weekend's series against Dayton with Josh Elander serving as acting head coach, and we will provide an update on Monday. Coach Vitello has acknowledged his mistake and accepted full responsibility. We appreciate his cooperation in the process and his dedication to do right by the student-athletes in the Tennessee baseball program. Yep, uh, it's been quite the day for Tennessee baseball and by the way, uh, the game is, has been tied up at two now at this point as the Vols continue to bat in the bottom of the first. But Tennessee is um, obviously going through some stuff with, with Coach Vitello suspended for these three games. Still no word on Maui Ahuna's situation. And the university in a statement said they will have an update on Maui on Monday. Hat number two. As mentioned, the Tennessee baseball team is playing the Dayton Flyers this weekend. Currently tied 2-2 two two as the bottom of the first just ends as we head to the top of the second. Uh, they also play on Saturday and Sunday at 2 o'clock and 1 o'clock uh, respectively. Both games also will be on the SEC Network Plus as well as the one today. Hopefully the weather cooperates. A lot of rain in the forecast for uh, tomorrow, and looks like we might actually have some showers starting here in the next hour or so. So, really get these games in. Hat number three. Tomorrow, Tennessee basketball will be playing the South Carolina Gamecocks at 6 p.m. on the SEC Network as they will be hosting the team at Thompson Bowling Arena. Rick Barnes today said he expects Triple J and Julian Phillips to play tomorrow. And the basketball team has lost four or five now. They need to stop the bleeding. This is a game you desperately, desperately want to win to get some momentum. You know, Bear, they've played better at home. If they can find a way to win tomorrow and beat a decent Arkansas team at home midweek, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter what happens a week from tomorrow down there at Auburn. Obviously, uh, it does. But two Lots wins here I feel like would settle the – the stormy waters down a little bit heading into the SEC tournament. Yeah, it'll. I think it'll calm uh, calm a lot of people's nerves. So, I agree with you 100. I'd like to go three and zero this week, but you know, I'll take two and one right now from where we stand. Considering we're five out of our or two out of our last seven. At number four, uh, according to a report, Russell Wilson had wanted Pete Carroll out at Seattle as the Mm. quarterback denies these allegations. Russell Wilson apparently had pushed to have Seahawks coach Pete Carroll fired as well as their general manager. 
providing an us versus them between Carol and John Snyder. Of course, he has denied this on Twitter, saying, I love Pete, and he was a father figure to me, and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. You guys buying that? No. Not a bit. Boy, has there ever, you know, for a guy who hasn't had any, you know, legal problems or anything like that off the field, has there ever been a player in a major sport have a quicker reputation downfall than Russell Wilson? Because think, like, just a few short years ago, his reputation was impeccable. Like, he was, you know, a great leader, a winner, a great player, great organization up there. Everything was in place like you know teams dreamed about being able to trade or for russell wilson or sign him as a free agent and after just one season just one season in denver has all it took to just you know completely ruin that and and make him look like a uh, a cancer that you just don't want associated with your franchise turns out he's a bit of a head case so a wide receiver diva and a quarterback's body, I guess. <laughs> so poet. A wide receiver diva and a quarterback's body. So gentle, Marcus. You should. I've been listening to these uh, adult bedtime stories on YouTube <laughs> to kind of like unwind. Do you, you guys know what I'm talking about? You ever hear one of those? No, and it, it, it doesn't sound safe for radio, but adult bedtime no, stories it's not not it's bedtime stories for adults it's like boring stuff they'll talk uh, you can like history stories and bible That's stories and stuff like that just kind of helps you wind down and mellow out and, and go to sleep but in it, but it's always with a very gentle voice trying to lull you to sleep to help you get a good night's rest marcus would be great i can't believe this just hit me marcus really? you could make so much money reading and uh, recording these and so John Hancock signed in very large lettering. Exactly. To That's hide exactly away. That's it is. I think I'll yeah. just stick with my, my rainfall sound. All right. And finally, at number five, boys, I'm so excited to be able to say this. Cocaine Bear has hit theaters today. <laughs> Are you going? Oh, of course. This is going to be the weekend of, of Here's how, mass hysteria, and I love it. Uh, I may... This is the first movie in a long time that, like, even me, I'm tempted to go back into that Petri dish you all call movie theaters and risk it just to see this movie. It's got one of my favorite comedians in it, too. Scott, Who's that? Uh, I think it's Scott Sice. Cease. I'm not familiar with him. I think I sent you a link to some of his stuff. Is this going to be good? Is there a chance this movie's terrible? Oh, for sure. It's, there's a chance it's going to be terrible, but... That's not going to stop me from watching. No, it. and there's enough stuff on, I've seen on the trailers and the previews and stuff. There's enough funny stuff in there where, you know, and I, like I said, I, I like the one of the main people in it. He's a funny, funny dude. So, plus, isn't this this was Ray Liotta's last film too, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's got uh, Ray Liotta's last film. It's got Isaiah Whitlock in it. It's got a lot of really funny, funny, funny people in it. So. And just the whole Knoxville part of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, 
Marcus, that is the top five at five. It's brought to you by National Law Rex. We're out here for another hour or so breaking things down. And let's start our final hour the way we started our first hour. Trey Wallace of OutKick uh, had the breaking story earlier today that Tony Vitello and Tennessee's baseball program are under an NCAA inquiry for the recruitment of Maui Ahuna. We had a, a lengthy conversation. If you missed hour one, do yourself a huge favor. Go back and listen to the podcast as Trey spoke extensively on this. And I believe he has better information than than anybody covering this story. Uh, Trey's back on with us. Trey, since we, <laughs> since we last spoke, a, a lot has transpired, my friend. How are you? I am good. Hope y'all are well on this Friday afternoon. Um, we're we're hanging yes, in. A lot. So, a, a lot again, since we last and, and spoke, can, when, when we had you on the first time, it was just that, you know, talking about this investigation, now another big piece of the puzzle has unfolded as Tony Vitello has been suspended for this three-game weekend series against Dayton. No update on Maui Ahuna's status. And the university in a statement says they're going to have an update on Monday, what can you tell us to help fill in some of these blanks? Um, it, it, the update in regards to on Monday is going to be the update on Tony Vitello. The university, after speaking with sources, the university doesn't know if Maui is going to be made eligible on a Saturday when there's nobody working at the NCAA to make a judgment call. If they did not suspend, I'm sorry, they did not make him eligible on a Friday, what makes you think that they're going to, and this was to me, what from somebody, what makes you think they're going to make him eligible on a Saturday? Um, I am told this is all self-imposed by Tony Vitello. Uh, he went to the university, and this is also a way where you get out in front of it. You suspend your, your coach now. The coach suspends himself, whatever, takes the penalty. This maybe prevents the NCAA coming in here in about a month or two when maybe Tennessee's going on the road to LSU or something like that, and the NCAA comes in and suspends him then. This is so, a hold, hold on, Trey. Uh, Trey, let me jump in okay. here for a second. Let me make sure I'm hearing this right. You're telling me yeah. that Tony went to his bosses at UT, presumably Danny White, maybe Donnie Plowman, and said, suspend me? It, it's not the university came to him and said and sat him down and said, you're suspended. It's, this was Tony's wish? I am going – I'm going to say that in, in talking with people, trying to word this the right way, and you know that, uh, Tony Vitello went to the university. The University of Tony Vitello agreed that it would be best to be suspended now, whereas wouldn't be the case two months from now. And, yes, Tony Vitello pretty much initiated this suspension. Okay, so um, maybe it goes were, back to what the university statement that this is kind of a collaborative process. You can call it collaborative if you'd like. I'm not going to call it that, but you can call it collaborative. Uh, the university can. Call well, what would you collaborative. call it? I'm call. I'm saying that Tony Vitello suspended himself for the weekend to prevent <laughs> so, two months from now the NCAA coming in and suspending him on the road when he's at LSU or at Arkansas. Oh my That's god! That's what I'm calling it. 
You, you know what, and, what's so funny here, and guys? This, and, and I hate to cut you off. I hate to cut you off. Um, me and you and Bear have had conversations about this for the last week, private conversations about this. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not going to hold back. Like, this was something that Tony Vitello went to the university about last weekend. So this is this this just didn't happen at three o'clock today. This was something that's been in the works now for about a week. They just finally figured out a way to do it. Yeah, I mean, it, and the, the the thing that's so weird problem to me, is it doesn't help Maui. <laughs> the thing that's so strange about all this to me, Trey, is you know the the, the rumors out earlier this week was that this there was some sort of resolution coming. And even as late as last night, you know, we were hearing that perhaps uh, Maui Ahuna's father tweeted out something about tomorrow is the day. Now, that's vague. He could have been talking about anything. But uh, there's a lot of assumption that we're going to have some news on this today. And obviously, we've had a lot of news. But as the day comes to a close, the business day comes to a close and we move into the weekend, I'm more confused than I was at the beginning of the day when I, when I woke up today. Like, where does this end? What well, the heck is going I, on? I, oh, man. Like, I know you might be confused, and I would say if you're confused, just remember the conversations me and you had privately. Um, but I would say that this is, first off, this is really bad communication on Tennessee's part. And I'm talking about the administrative side. The five minutes before a baseball game, it all of a sudden comes out that that coach is not going to be a part of the program for the weekend. Um, that that's terrible. That that you know, I'll call Tennessee out on that. That is that is uh, piss poor communication on their part to have this come out and not even have a statement when the game begins that your coach is not going to be. Playing. That that is so bizarre. I mean, I'm sorry, coaching. Yeah. That you see what I'm getting at here? Like we've talked about this. Like there's been communication, in my opinion, in my opinion, personal opinion, there's been communication problems regarding this. This Obviously. just backs that up completely. And the fact that Tennessee, Tennessee was under the impression they would get a ruling on Maui today. Well, obviously that didn't come. Uh, in the span of me putting out a story, and I don't even know what time it was today. I guess it was around like noon or one o'clock, whatever. For me putting out a story and waiting for, a, and, I'll, and I'll say it because I love to say it on this show, I'll take you behind the fourth wall. Uh, I'm sitting here trying to get a statement from the University of Tennessee in regards to the situation that's going on. They declined to comment. Three hours later, four hours later, it comes out that they're going to that Tony Vitello was suspended for the weekend due to an NCAA violation that they're working through, which I reported earlier in the day. So and this is not me coming on here trying to self pat myself on the back. You know me; I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to lay context for people out there listening. Hmm. You said uh, the statement that they alluded to about um, Monday. They're going to have an update on this Monday. You said that's about 
Vitello and not about Maui. I, I, it could go two ways. Okay, the university is still keeping an open mind that they can have Maui back tomorrow. Like they're under the impression that okay, maybe some stroke of luck, the NCAA rules Maui eligible tomorrow. I was told that Vitello, um, trying to word this the right way, uh, would love to have an in-depth conversation with his team and let everybody know exactly what's going on, which he's not going to be able to do this weekend because he's not going to be around the, the baseball program and around the stadium. What I'm getting at and what I think the university is getting at on Monday, there's going to be some kind of media availability with Tony Vitello, and he's going to talk about some of this stuff. That's what I take away from it because the NCAA could make Maui eligible tomorrow. So what do you got to wait on Monday for? You're not waiting on Monday for anything. You'd wait on Monday for when Tony V is no longer serving a self-imposed suspension. Yeah, but you just said – it's not I'm likely the NCAA, NCAA ain't going to have anybody working uh, tomorrow. I mean, I, I guess they could make an announcement tomorrow, but seems more likely that'll know, happen on a weekday. I know that I say that, but what I'm what I am just referencing is what I've been told in the last thirty minutes is that there's still that possibility for Maui in some form or fashion to be made eligible like tomorrow. That they're not ruling that out is what I'm getting at. So I'm trying to interpret what Monday means, and maybe I'm interpreting it wrong, but Tony Vitello will be off of suspension on Monday, and I've been told he would really like to explain himself in this situation. Yeah, That's what makes me believe Monday will be that time when he's off suspension that he can explain himself. I'm sure he would, uh, you know, and I, I look forward to hearing it. And I'm sure a lot of, there's a lot unsaid that needs to come out. Um, but, man, I, I, <laughs> I hope there's more clarity. I, I hope by the time, you know, we're sitting here at uh, this time, Monday, 5 o'clock, I, I hope that, um, you know, first of all, this, this kid needs to be able to play, man, regardless of what. We all want I Tony agree. to stay, but this kid needs to be able to play. The NCAA is supposed to be about the kids, about the players. They need to let this kid play baseball. He's been suspended for six games now. Six games he's missed. It's an outrage. If I could, if I, if I could say something else as well, um, the first part of this, uh, when the school was going about talking about potentially self-imposing a suspension or Tony self-imposing a suspension on himself, it was going to be to benefit Maui, meaning suspend me, make Maui eligible. Yeah. Stop taking it out on the kid. That's fine as long well, as uh, he's been made eligible. Right. It hasn't he happened. Made, made eligible, and Tony, just Tony in Tennessee <sighs> came to the conclusion, hey, we're going to suspend ourselves. So it's like, it's like a double whammy. It's like, okay, you, you tried. You're going to suspend yourself. Your guy's not eligible yet. Okay, so you're without the coach all weekend. And I get why you do it. I've seen – I feel like we've seen this in the past somewhere where a coach is – you know, you try to prevent further punishment down the road so you suspend yourself now where 
you know, that, that person is eligible and doesn't get caught off guard. It's like, it's like, okay, real quick, I'm sorry. It's like Tennessee self-imposing recruiting restrictions in football by not hosting official visitors uh, during um, the, uh, the 2021 season for the first three months of the year. They did that because they were trying to prevent the NCAA from coming in and hammering them later down the road. This is kind of what Tennessee's doing here with Tony Vitello by saying, okay, we're going to self-impose a suspension in hopes that the NCAA sees that as good enough where they don't come down the road and suspend him, you know, while the team's on the way to Arkansas or, or Baton yeah. Rouge, Louisiana. Well, that, that makes more sense, and hopefully this is not as prolonged a distraction as what's going on in football, but uh, – that's interesting. All right, Trey, yeah. uh, we appreciate the update. Outkick.com, Trey yeah. Wallace with us. Anything else that we need to be aware of before we move on into the weekend? No, guys, I, I, <laughs> it's been one heck of an afternoon. I, I think that about sums it up. And just wanted to give some clarity to what's going on. I know a lot happened, you know, in a span of about 15 to 20 minutes. So um, I'm glad I could help. And, again, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. All right, you too, buddy. Thank you. That's Trey Wallace on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Check out Big Orange Phillies in halls for all your entertainment and food and beverage needs. This weekend, 6625 Maynardville Pike in halls online at BigOrangePhillies.com. We're going to take a quick timeout right here. If you have a comment on this situation with Tony Vitello and the baseball balls, 865-546-8200, your number to get on board. We'll go back to the phone lines, 546-8200, when we continue. Next on The Drive. The d- Car Wreck Pro Attorneys, and we go to the world of the NFL where former player Joe Stasniak arrested at his Indiana home after allegedly assaulting his son and his son's boyfriend. A lot going on here. According to a probable cause affidavit, 56-year-old Stasniak, who played for the Indianapolis Colts from 1992 to 1995 on several other NFL teams have been charged with one count of strangulation, two counts of battery resulting in bodily injury. Man told uh, police he had been sitting in a car with uh, Stasniak's son, said uh, Joe had uh, Stasniak had come up to the car, pulled him and his son out of it and hit each of them. He said Stasniak flashed a gun which he felt against his face during the incident. He also said Stasniak grabbed him by the hood of his jacket and tried to strangle him. That, uh, that's not good. He went uh, crazy on you, like Nancy Wilson. Back in the day. This guy, uh, Stasniak, evidently has also uh, worked in local Indianapolis radio until last year. (laughs) Of course he did. Meanwhile, in baseball, Phil Regan, the interim pitching coach for the New York Mets in 2019, is suing the organization and former general manager Brody Van Wagenen for alleged age discrimination. He filed the complaint on Monday in New York Supreme Court in Queens, suing for unspecified damages. The Mets gave Regan the pitching job in June of 2019 after firing Dave Island. When Regan took over, the Mets had an ERA of 4.67 that improved to 4.24 by the end of the season. Regan claims in the lawsuit that even though the team saw immediate results when he took the job, he was not retained because he was 82 years old at the time. 
Regan, who was listed last season as senior advisor of pitching development, also said the organization offered him a minor league contract at reduced terms. Was this guy like Mandelbaum? Evidently, he's 82 years young. I mean, I don't know. You you went from 4.67 to 4.24. Is that really? I mean, it sounds to me like that is a very minor improvement. Yeah, I mean, it's not like when, you know, before Vitello and Frank the Tank showed up and after, I feel like there was a pretty substantial drop in our ERA, but I don't know. Guy really loves coaching, huh? Evidently, maybe he thinks he can get the Mets to uh, settle and just cut him a cut him a check. Looking for some easy money there. All right, that's the docket. It's brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro Attorneys, online at foxandfarmer.com. These are the folks to call if you end up injured in an accident and need legal representation. As always, they don't get paid unless you do. So, what do you got to lose? Give them a ring. At 865-54, that's our phone number. Their phone number is 531-9400. That's 531-9400, foxandfarmer.com for the Car Wreck Pro attorneys of Fox and Farmer. Russell and Bear, back with you. Uh, A couple lines available if you want to jump in. 865-546-8200, Bear, and then Marcus, uh, your thoughts on (laughs) where we're at this afternoon. As uh, It's been a while since we've had... This, this much breaking news on one show. Yeah, I'm Local. trying to. I was trying to think back. Probably, probably the Jeremy Pruitt thing was the last time it it came like this, just out of the, kind of out of the blue. Um, I'm stunned, really. I, I'm just kind of numb by it. And then we're sitting here just watching. I mean, we got it. We got the game on the TV. It's just kind of weird. So, I mean, it doesn't really surprise me that he would go that route i wonder if it just boiled down with with vitello if you know that if they aren't going to let his his player be eligible then he wasn't he was going to sit out in solidarity kind of a thing until he got an answer from the ncaa which is well i mean in one way i respect the hell out of it and that encapsulates tony vitello's personality and his his loyalty to his guys another way he's a head coach man so, I think he feels badly for Maui, I, I, like genuinely badly. Like, I, I know he wants to coach his team and he's super competitive and everything. I think he feels badly that, you know, the, the kid's family flew out there to see them last week and, and all this has happened. And Like, I, I think he does feel badly. Uh, Bill on Twitter says, is it bad of me? to feel a bit giddy when I think about the fact that we now have football and uh, basketball, I'm, I'm thinking he meant baseball coaches, who are willing to play in the margins to win. Uh, no. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit bad, Bill. Maybe a little bit. I don't. <laughs> no, you like it? I mean, every, here's the thing. Here's my only deal. Just be smart about it, fellas. Uh, that's, just be smart. If you need some tips, the drive can help you out there. Uh, but just be smart about because everybody does it. Everyone, everyone that plays and wins and is serious about it does it. Georgia does it. Bama does it. 
Vanderbilt certainly does it in baseball. I, I can't stand that guy, man. It's blood feud from here on out. Not that it wasn't before. How about this? Uh, this is a big conversation piece. D.R. Vall says, can y'all talk about exactly why Jerry Green was fired? He made the tourney every year. And, <laughs> and uh, our guy Drew, who used to intern with us, said, mm-hmm. I'm actually curious as to why he was fired before his, uh, as well. His record was good, and that was before my time. It's hard for some of us to believe, uh, Bear, that it's been almost 25 over 20 years, years yeah. since the man we affectionately referred to as Uncle Jed. Yeah. Hit the bricks. I, I mean, where to start? I mean, <laughs> first and foremost, including up to and including today, no Tennessee basketball coach had more just absolute raw high-end basketball talent than Jerry Green. Well, and it fell into his lap. So people will see those four years in that record and think, man, he must have been outstanding. No. But what you have to remember is, or you have to realize is Tennessee basketball had been dormant for the better part of 10 years before uh, he got there over 10 years, perhaps. And Kevin O'Neill was a a crazy man, but he was brought in to replace Wade Houston after uh, Wade Houston bottomed out after his son, Allen went to the NBA. Uh, He went five and 22 in his fifth year as Tennessee's coach. So he got fired and they bring in Kevin O'Neill to just gut the program. And O'Neill just ran everybody off and recruited like an absolute madman. And the first two years of O'Neill were just awful. They're just unwatchable because he's just he's he's run off anybody who could dribble and chew gum at the same time. And he's bringing in his guys. And he brought in, you know, this is before the star system, but he brought in a bunch of four stars and a couple of five stars, what they would be equivalent wise today. And uh, and after his third year, when he was starting to see a little bit of results, he got into it with Doug Dickey on a couple of things because, uh, again, Isaiah O'Neal Victor, was absolutely stark raving mad. And he made the brilliant decision to leave Tennessee just as he was getting all these good players in to go coach at the basketball hotbed of Northwestern. So that's how that's how Jerry Green got all his players. Jerry Green was the next coach. There was a long coaching search after O'Neill left. Doug Dickey struck out on a couple of his uh, preferred candidates, including Kevin Stallings, who ended up at Vanderbilt later. And he hired Jerry Green from Oregon. And Jerry Green came in here, and he had Tony Harris at point guard, Brandon Warren. He had uh, McDonald's All-American and Charles Hathaway. He had Isaiah Victor and Charles uh, C.J. Black, who were actually better players than Hathaway. Um, he ended up getting um, Vincent Yarbrough, who would have been you know, a five-star back in, back in those days as well. He was loaded. Just had great talent. Didn't he have Ronnie and Slay, too? He was able to win 20 games a year with those guys. Slay came later, but he was able to win 20 games a year with those guys and go to the tournament, but they always flamed out. I mean, you think Rick Barnes flames out in the tournament? <laughs> like, Jerry Green's team's just I mean, we got housed one year by Southeast Missouri State when we were like a three seed. We just got taken to Ooh. the woodshed. God, why'd you get to um, bring that one up? So, like, it, it was just bad. He was bad dealing with the media, bad with uh, the fans. He told the fans on uh, his post-game show with John Ward one night that if they didn't like the way he did it, they can go to Kmart. Um, there were off-the-court problems, people getting in trouble, 
uh, just PR nightmares, and he just wasn't well-liked, man. It's like we talk about with Barnes, how he has everybody kind of eating out of the palm of his hand because he's such a good relationships guy and such a good community guy. Like, Jerry Green was none of that. And so, like, they, they were pretty eager. No, nobody shed a tear when they ran him out of town. There, was, there, there weren't a lot of people saying, oh, we got to keep Jerry Green. Hmm. No, what uh, year was it when we had the uh, they had the the fight during the game and I mean Tony Harris I remember he was out for an injury and he was in street clothes and he had a cast on and and he like ran down uh, the to jump in a fight with Kentucky one game but there were all sorts of little incidents like that that just kind of culminated and they ran him off brought in Buzz Peterson and he wasn't any good and then we got Bruce Pearl and program's been pretty good ever since. Yeah, Russell, I, I was wanting to bring up because you we, you've we've talked about the similarities between the situation with Vitello and Pearl and how well liked they are, how they win, things like that. Do you see the 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 fact that like with Tony Vitello coming to the program saying, "Hey, I want to be suspended for this now," as the massive difference between what we dealt with Pearl saying just lying to the NCAA about the barbecue. I mean, that's got to be a massive well, change right there in the situation and why we shouldn't worry as much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously different and there, there's some similarities here, but these are two completely different cases. And, um, and I'm not, you know, Trey said what he said on the show and I'm not doubting what he said, but, like, you know, it, okay, this might have been Tony's idea. Hey, let's go ahead and take our medicine now and, and get through this. But it takes two to tango. The university had to agree to that. I, I don't see him walking into Danny White's office and say, hey, Danny, I got this idea. And Danny's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. Like, there's more to it than that. And, there, you know, other people are involved. And there's probably some lawyers in, at, at some point getting their opinion through and, um you know, we'll, we'll see if it, if it works out. I mean, best case scenario. Yeah. You know, he's suspended for these three games. You have a announcement Monday that, uh, he's back. Maui's eligible and we're moving forward. But, um, I I don't know. I I just get the feeling that some of these issues are, are lingering and, you know, Trey alluded to it in, in the article earlier today. It's not just Kansas. This is not just can't. This is not just all coming from Kansas, upset about Tennessee tampering with one of its players. So other coaches, evidently involved, trying to bring Tony down, right now. And we all hope they're unsuccessful, but I believe that's absolutely happening, man. Um, and I, I, I you know, er, everybody's going to jump on on Tim Corbin and. <laughs> By all means, go ahead. But I don't think he's the only one. And I think Vitello's made a lot of enemies here the past couple of years. And uh, they sense blood in the water right now. And I, I hope he's able to weather the storm and come through this thing all right. Because he's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, we're, we cover and talk and obsess about Tennessee <laughs> baseball. Been, we, we've the had, whole uh, show has been Tennessee baseball, dude. Yeah, we, the basketball team's played a huge game tomorrow trying to get this thing righted before the NCAA 
NCAA tournament starts, and we've been talking about baseball for two and a half hours. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I'm damn near ready to drive to Na- drive back down to Nashville for the second time this week and stand out in front of that stadium of theirs and challenge Tim Corbett to come out there and face me like a man. Take him in a bare bare chested brawl, Russ. Corbett, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I, I would pay to see it. I would. I would too. You think he'd fight me have- with his with his batting helmet on? It needs to happen, man. This I'd guy. I take that thing off him, make him eat it. This guy's he's the absolute worst, man. Just a completely insecure whack job who's pissed off because he doesn't have that scholarship advantage anymore. And the playing field has been leveled in this league. And as somebody pointed out uh, to me earlier today, what does it say about Tim Corbin and his program when Kumar Rocker, that great pitcher, remember he came out early and he had that thing with the Mets, the thing with their brother Billy, whatever happened there, and he couldn't get his contract figured out? Yeah. And he could have gone back to Vanderbilt and played another season. He could have gone back and pitched at Vandy. What does it say about Tim Corbin and his program that rather than do that, that kid said, uh, no, I'll just sit out. I just won't play baseball this summer. Uh, I think it speaks to it, and you can, you know, I mean, Corbin, I mean, he threw, who was who was the other kid? Like, he didn't care on their pitch count. And, and I feel like that that's something that Vitello will do Regardless of what the impact might have on Tennessee, he's always going to look out for his players, you know, long term. He's not going to put them in a position where they could jeopardize. Oh, it basically cost us that game, that early season game last year against Texas down there in, in Houston when uh, Chase Burns was dealing. I believe it was his first start of the year. Yeah. And uh, and Vitello pulled him out. And afterwards he said, look, I, I probably should have left him in there. Just He wanted to stay in and win the game. But – we're going to do what's right by our players and everything. I mean, that's. I mean, everything I heard, you know. What Van Horn, uh, was it Cobbs a couple of years ago that pitched like 150 pitches in the yeah. Super Regional game? Well, Dave Van Halen over there at Arkansas. I love seeing the Arkansas Trolls. And, I, and, I, and I'll tell you, another oh, we'll, person. We'll deal I, with them. They're, yeah, they're we'll, we'll deal with them. And, and, and let me tell you something, Scott Strickland. Think, think you're flying under the radar here, buddy. We're on to you too, pal. Down there in Athens. I'm, I'm making a list, Russ. Arya Stark over here? You got a yeah, list going? Uh, we, we need to because, I mean, these guys are coming after Strickland, we, Corbin, we list, man. Thompson, list. Van Halen, whoever's down that, at LSU I'll that, now. I'll put that Sullivan guy down there at Florida on there too, Sully. Sully Sullivan. Oh. That LSU assistant that's at Kansas now, old ass Palmineri from LSU. You know, you know Corbin and all the rest of the baseball geeks were were highly offended over that whole dust up we had with Maneri and the, and the and the soft ass LSU Tigers. Were also sorry for my language. I'm sorry. It, it's it's got to be said. These guys, somebody's got to do something about these guys, Russ. I'm going to the mats with Tony. Quick timeout. The shocking conclusion of the drive coming up. Speak now, forever hold your peace. 865 546 8200. 
your number to get on the show this afternoon. 546-8200. Back to wrap things up after this. The d- Man Run Radio, the drive continues on a Friday, Friday, Friday afternoon, live today at National Law Rex, where you can take advantage of great savings, both on over-the-counter drugs and on your prescription medications. And come check them out. Of course, they've got the uh, Sildenafil special, where you can save big on the generic form of Viagra, just 50 cents a tablet. Unheard of prices available here at National Law Rex. You'll see some online retailers charging as much as $3 a pill for the same products. You could pay six times less. Spend your money with a locally owned and operated pharmacy, veteran owned and operated pharmacy right here in East Tennessee. Just uh, take your prescription to National Law Rex and Farragut right here. At 11-134 Kingston Pike next to Wendy's, tell them you heard about it on Fan Run Radio. You can visit them online at nationalrx.com. So, we wrap up a busy day on the show. Yes, Bear? Nothing. I'm just worried, man. Stressed. I'm anxious. need Marcus to hold you? No. You don't like to be touched. Tennessee has blown it open here in the bottom of the thirds, five to two. Man on third. Okay, I was gonna say, are we a little bit worried about Dolander? Is no man, it's early in the year, and I mean, it is Pulholtz's kid or cousin. Got to get it going a little bit. You know, kind of got shelled a little, not shelled, but knocked around a little bit last Friday too against Arizona. Six to two now. No, no, I'm not. I'm not concerned. Okay. So we're, we're, we're doing that thing we do. And I, I'm not, man, I'm, I'm serious. We keep saying it. I'm, I'm ready to walk through fire for him. I love this. I love baseball season now. I love watching these games. They're not going to take Tony away from us, Russ. I want a uh, home run celebration where one of them shows he's got a uh, free Maui shirt underneath his jersey. Who does? I was just saying that's what I want. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, just take off their jersey? You take off their jersey. They got a shirt that says Free Tony, Free Maui underneath it while they run the bases. That's what I want. Damn the man. It just, it, what makes it, what, what just, what sends me over the edge in like incoherent anger is knowing that it's other coaches in the SEC that are driving this thing. Yeah. And, and they're dirty. They're dirty as hell. Yeah. It's so hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. Get their feelings hurt because somebody wanted to, I don't know, come play for the hottest program in college baseball the past three years. Yeah, If, if I were a, a, a high school baseball player, uh, I think we lost Russ there. If, if I were a high school baseball player or, or looking to recruit, hell yeah, I'd, wanna, I'd want to uh, come play for Tony Vitello. Frank the Tank. I mean, just, it looks like fun. Don't you think, Marcus? Yeah. No, this is this is what I want. To, I would want to be a part of this program. Huh. Uh yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean they have fun. They you know, the daddy hat, the the coat, uh 
and just the development. I mean, look how many guys that we put in, you know, we'll see how they develop and see if they can make it all the way to the show. But uh, several of them have really good shots at it, headlined by none other than Drew Gilbert with the Astros. We reconnected with Russ. So we we still connected with him. He can hear us, but we can't seem to hear him. Right. So. I'm here. Oh, can there he me? is. There you go. Uh, I, I never went anywhere. I've been here the whole time. It was doing the the submarine sound. That's all I could hear. Okay. So anyhow, go ahead. Your thoughts, Russ. Well, um, let's let's weather the storm. Get through this. Get Tony back. I mean, if it's three game suspension and tomorrow gets rained out, is he going to miss next week's game? There's so many unanswered questions. And maybe the biggest unanswered thing to me is, and and we'll we won't know this because they don't do interviews. And if they did, they wouldn't tell you what they really think. But you know, what is Danny White and Dondi Plowman? What 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 are their attitudes towards this? I think they're pretty smart people. I, I think they, I think first of all, they like. Tony Vitello and his baseball program to begin with personally. And I also think they realize they're smart enough to realize how popular he is with the fans and that they need to pr- protect that. And that statement that the university released, I think kind of reeked of that and is like, look, look, we know, we know you love him. We love him too. Like that was kind of, yeah, there's some of that going on. Yeah. I, I, I definitely picked up on that and I'm, I'm glad they are aware of it because it is 100% true. And, um, He's he's got the same kind of loyalty from this fan base that Bruce Pearl did. Yeah, I mean he so, he embraces you know he embraces the fan base. I, I hope they I hope they fight for him if it comes to that. I know you will and these, I will. Yeah, you know, they need to get these NCAA creeps off their campus. Yeah, and it's I know it's not easy. If if we didn't have this thing going on with football, they could just they could play a little bit more hardball with them and just tell them to shove it. But I realize it's a delicate situation. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they are sophisticated enough to negotiate that delicate situation. Because dudes like me and you and Trey and Marcus, we're not. No. <laughs> so hopefully we have some good adults. Yeah. In charge over there. Bear, real quickly, while well, we got a minute here, what's, what's going to happen tomorrow night down there at the arena as South Carolina rolls in? 6 p.m. tip-off, so about an 8, eight o'clock voluntary reaction tomorrow night on Twitter Spaces. Tennessee ass-whipping, like Ron and Don Wright style. We're going to pack that boot and, and just bend them over the barrel, show them the 50 states. Think so? Yeah. yeah really? I, do. I don't know, Russ. I hope so. We that came hope, apart quickly. I mean, hopefully we'll have uh, – <laughs> well, I, I don't want to jinx it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I expect us to play well tomorrow. Hopefully Triple J and uh, uh, Julian Phillips will be back and back in the lineup. And um, I, I'm hoping for some consistency. I, I'd like to see – I'm looking forward to seeing Adu. Uh, hopefully stay out of foul trouble. I'm wanting to see Mayshack. I'm wanting to continue to see Jemai Mayshack because he's – they need to get him more minutes, let him continue to work on his offensive game, but he is definitely our defensive stopper, no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I have a good feeling about it too, which kind of worries me because, as we've said, usually when I have a good feeling about it, yeah. it goes badly and vice versa. 
Uh, but I'm I'm going to tell you what I think. I, I think Tennessee takes South Carolina apart tomorrow. Um, I think they beat Arkansas next week. I think they lose at Auburn. I, I, I'm 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 going to stay with yeah. that thought for the time being. But uh, we'll cross that particular bridge when we come to it a week from today. Right back here at National RF. us this afternoon and uh bear thank you and marcus for getting me on the air here this afternoon and making it sound all right yeah thank you sir voluntary reaction twitter spaces as soon as the balls and south carolina go final tomorrow night i'm sure we'll be touching on this baseball thing as well tomorrow should be a interesting saturday night vr all right overtime Headed your way next on many of these fine fan-run affiliates for Marcus and Bear. I'm Russell Smith. We'll do it again Monday right here on Fan Run Radio.